Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn, Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so today, David, you are going to help parents of little ones navigate difficult conversations. Our actual topic is talking with child care providers. And um, just before we started recording, I said, oh, David, I'm so glad that my kids are out of the daycare (laughs) setting because I remember how this this was hard that because, you know, when your children are little, that they can't necessarily explain everything that happens in their day and you're trying to piece things together and you don't know when to be happy or when to be upset or when to reach out or when not to reach out. Or um, So today you're going to give us some tips on talking with child care providers. I am. And it's, you know, it's so much of the things that I've learned. It's learned through experience. And uh, you're right that when my children were in daycare, it was a tough try. My daughter, my first child, which is a daughter, right? So I've got that star in my eye. She's the apple in my eye. She's the one, right, that, that, that created the clouds and stars and all of it, right? The, the world was revolving around my two-year-old, and I took her to daycare and picked her up, and she looked like she, somebody thought she was an apple because they had about 15 bite marks all oh over her goodness. when she came home. And so, of course, you know, dad was enraged, and how dare anybody be biting my daughter? And so, a lot of what I want to share today has come not from the, the, the initial understanding. Actually, it comes from a lot of my mistakes and how I handled that. But I do think it's valuable because I have heard a few other people have mentioned some of the difficulties of how to handle some, some tough topics with child care providers. And so th- we're going to get into this nature versus nurture kind of conversation and how oftentimes when we see our children go into a different environment, they come home and they might behave a way that maybe is not the same way that we're used to seeing them behave or that we do. So perhaps uh, my son, when he went to child care, he came home and he was started hitting me. So he started hitting my wife and I. And so here I am trying to figure out how to have these conversations. And the first tip that I would say that I did not do the first time when my daughter was getting bit, but I did when my son was, 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 was hitting. He learned his parents. That's right. That's right. You learn is remain calm, right? I love those stay calm towels and shirts that you see everywhere, because it really is a good reminder that remembering to stay calm when addressing anyone, whether that's child or adult, is always a good practice because a calm and respectful presence helps others remain calm. It helps others hear your concerns without feeling threatened or attacked uh, and allowing that to be kind of this peaceful resolution. And David, I think it's a I think it's a good point to make that um, some of these behaviors that we're talking about, if it's biting or hitting or whatever it whatever it may be, that these are natural developmental behaviors of young children. So it's not necessarily anything about the specific child care or the child care provider or that they're in an unsafe situation. That these are just 
natural things that occur anytime that you put a group of five or six two-year-olds together, you're going to see biting and you're going to see hitting. And it's just learning how to have um, the most productive conversations with your child care provider to make certain that your child is safe and developing normally and naturally. I'm so glad you put that in there because you're right. That is a natural progression and it doesn't reflect poorly on the child, right? If you've got a two-year-old who's biting, it doesn't mean that two-year-old is going to grow up and be a bully and be mean and terrible and your, your child shouldn't be associated with that child. But the reality is, is that when we feel like our children are being hurt, we've got this real protective thing. And so we want to make blame maybe. So exactly. the, the second piece is, is don't blame while you might feel like it's another child or the environment that's causing this disruptive behavior. Blaming others can create defensive responses. So to, to go to the child care provider, they might not even be aware of the fact that your child's disruptive behavior or that they're getting bit. Or so, so blaming could just cause them to feel confused and frustrated and maybe, again, feel that defensive piece. So, so don't blame. Remain calm. Don't blame. And the third is, is be specific. Right? Avoid this speaking generally because it, it could lead to confusion. So if I went in and said, have you been seeing my child have any different, different behaviors that might be hard to, to, to for, for the child care provider first to even identify who your child is, right. depending on how long you've been there. But then to say, uh, no, I don't know. Because again, we just noted that those behaviors that we that might be different in our home, this hitting or biting behavior, it's a natural behavior. It, it's developmental. So for instance, when my son started hitting his mother and I, when frustrated, it's not the behavior that we endorse. So I was wondering, have you witnessed him using those behaviors here? So going back to them and being specific, like I'm speaking specifically about my son and this hitting behavior that we're seeing at home that I'm curious if you're seeing it here. Yeah. And I think that that's, that that's a great tip that that the childcare provider observes so many behaviors during the day. And it is possible that um, maybe they're not exhibiting that behavior at school, but they're learning from the other kiddos around them at school. And then at home um, when they're, feel more safe or more comfortable or whatever, that they might then show some of those behaviors there. Yes, 100%. And so they might say no, that the response might be no, it's not. And so regardless, that doesn't mean that it stops but you can then, okay, so now that you've told them, now ask for their help. Will you help teach him not to hit? If you see him hit, will you remind him that we don't use our hands for hurting so, or separate him from the source, whatever's causing this frustration? And I feel certain that working together, you're both benefit. So being able to ask for help, you know, there's a, um, there's a, a, a quote that I keep above my desk, and it says, a person who feels appreciated We'll always do more than expected. And so when we're asking for help, we're showing our appreciation for who they are. I've noticed this behavior at home. I hope it's not disrupting here. I don't want my son hitting anyone here. And if he is, I want to know about it. So can you help me stop this behavior? And, and that shows kind of this partnership. I'll say, David, in the, in the asking for help, when our oldest started into a daycare setting, he was about 18 months old and he he was fairly verbal. He had a good vocabulary for an 18-month-old. But some of my sweetest memories are um, initially after he started daycare, one evening at home, he 
I had done something that, you know, I had upset him. Maybe I told him it was bath time or something like that. And he just looks up at me. He puts his little hand out and he said, you need to walk away, mommy. Um, And I knew immediately that that's, but that was how they had taught them at school Mm. to, you know, share with a friend that if the friend was bothering them or maybe that they weren't in the mood to play with the trucks or whatever it was, as opposed to some of the aggressive behaviors such as hitting or whatever, it was to nicely ask your friend to walk away. So he did that probably up till he was probably four or five years old. Mommy, will you please walk away now? Um, wow, when when I could, when I would do something that that you know as a parent was probably encouraging behavior that to you know like I said eat his peas or you know take a bath. But it was just will you please walk away? But they taught them strategies to yes. express themselves, and those were not as a new parent and as a young parent that those are not words that I would have given him to be able to express himself. So having the daycare help you through these situations, I think is key. That's a great example. And you're so right, because this is their job, right? We might be new at parenting. And so this would be the first time we're trying to deal with some of this. If that's their everyday in and out, they've probably learned quite a few things, right? They know a lot. They know how to handle these behaviors. So asking for help, that's great. That's a a great point, Jennifer, is that this would help you maybe gain some information on how you might be able to help. The last thing I'll point out and share with parents about talking with child care providers is to be patient. And this is not necessarily being patient with the child care provider, but being patient with yourself, being patient with your child. Change, changing behavior takes time. In measuring change by absolutes, either he hits or he doesn't hit, can be unrealistic and oftentimes lead to more frustration because we're focused again on this negative behavior. But what we really want is to see the positive, but positives often happen in small increments. So measuring change using the duration, like how long is, we'll we'll use hitting here, how long is he hitting? Intensity, which is to what level is he hitting? Is he hitting just hammering down or is he just kind of swiping away? Is he Is he really just kind of waving his arm and it might hit you? And then the last one is is frequency. How often is this behavior occurring? Because when we use duration, how long something is, intensity, at what level, and frequency, how often, we can often, we can more realistically measure the progress that we're seeing in a child because rarely do we start and stop a behavior that easy. Patience, David, I think is one of those things as parents that can be so hard, but always, always a great (laughs) reminder because you are correct that the behavior was not learned overnight and it's not going to be changed overnight, that it does take time to see a difference. And it just, as a parent, helps you prepare for all the patients you're going to need <laughs> yeah, um, right. over, over the next 18 plus years. Dr. Weisenhorn, thank you so much for joining us today. I was so glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.